You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. Hey, here comes the beat, and it is a beautiful Wednesday. Welcome to the Morning Breath Show. This is Chris Johnson. I'm filling in for our beloved host, Pastor Dan, and I'm joined with an incredible, brilliant, illustrious worship leader friend of mine, Amanda Walker, sitting across the desk helping us do the show today. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. I appreciate you being here. Glad to be here. Hey, wonderfully, we are also joined with Nick here. He's running this, the board today, hitting the switches, making the program happen. Nick, good beep, day beep, to you. Beep, beep, beep. I hear that. Those are loud switches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did, were those like aftermarket sounds that you loaded into the soundboard to do yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. That definitely was not me making those noises. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, happy 2nd of June. We are in a month of June. Can you believe we're here already? It just happens so flying. fast. Yep. It's flying. Well, the summer's here and... Um, you know, a lot of great things happening. A little bit about the program. Maybe you're just tuning in. You're, you're just listening on the podcast or you catch on YouTube, wherever you're getting this. Um, basically, Morning Breath is a devotion that's, that's geared around taking God's Word, reading one chapter, and then just praying on it. God, show me what you want to show me here. And then we have a couple of hosts that come in and say, Lord, you know, let's ha- lead the way. Let's have a discussion around it. We don't prepare a sermon, but we do prepare our hearts, and we just try to share where we we kind of led uh, in the in the time that we studied. So there's a little bit about Morning Breath. I haven't been on here in a long time, so it's exciting to be back. I've missed it, um, and ex- especially excited to do this with you, Amanda, today. So for those that are listening, maybe they're like, how do I get connected to the show? Would you give them some information? Absolutely. So you can go to our East Coast app or to our website, which is eccc.us, and you can get info about events, past sermons, morning breath episodes, um, you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and you would look for East Coast Christian Center on any of those options. And then you can also call us at 321-452-1060, and uh, we'll email you and maybe even snail mail you some more yep. information um, about East Coast. We would just love to connect with you and for you to connect with us, get plugged in with us, and join join the East Coast fam that way. I love it. So good. Thank you, Amanda. A couple other things, too. Maybe you're listening. You've been kind of uh, in a lockdown mode. You know, most of the world has um, been through this pandemic and many of us are still kind of locked up and kind of holding back before we step out or waiting for, you know, a certain time when we feel comfortable to rejoin and come into a physical gathering of church. And if you're in that season and you feel like God's, you know, poking at your heart to get plugged back in, man, church is open. We're open. We got services going on, uh, locations all around the community Mm -hmm. here in Merritt Island. Uh, where we're filming and recording this from today. We've got a campus in Vieira that meets at the high school, one in Coco on fr- uh, Friday Road, and um, also next door, Merritt Island in the Avenue, and then obviously online. If that's more comfortable for you too, that's great. But let's gather and uh, come back to church. We'd love to see you. One of my favorite things that we gather to do every month is Night of Worship, and that's coming up. Uh, that's a week from today, June 9th, and I'm super excited because you're going to be leading uh, and kind of planning and pioneering and just kind of hosting that night with us. So really looking forward to that, Amanda. What is your just question? Because, you know, so many of us love and appreciate your ministry as a worship leader. What is um, one of your favorite things about Night of Worship? If you could just on the spot. I know you have a million favorite things. One thing? Yeah, just one of your favorite things about that. One thing, I would say the intentionality um, behind it. We come 
with one purpose and yeah. one aim, which is to minister to the Lord. Um, and the people who are joining us, so not just our teams and the people preparing the service, but the congregation, the church family that comes, they also know that that's what they're in for. Um, and they choose to be there. They choose yeah. to come and to worship and to just love on Jesus and make much of him. Um, and so to me, the expectancy is already like next level. Yeah. And so the way that we see God move because of that, I feel yeah. like is more than we do, um, than we might see just on a, a week to week basis yeah. because people are coming into the house of God for all kinds of reasons Correct. on the weekend. Yep. Um, but when you're coming to night of worship, you're coming for one thing and it's yeah. to worship Jesus. And pretty much I just watch people, they check their stuff and they, they walk in and they press in and they press in song one, like, because yeah. again, their, their intention is focused on I'm coming to worship Jesus. And so it makes in some respects, your job's super easy right. um, as the worship team because you're like, these people are sometimes they're leading me. Like, correct. You're out in yeah. front of me already, bro. <laughs> Let's like, go. Simmer, simmer front row. Like, we're, we're, we're trying to go somewhere, but um, they come ready and it's exciting. So. I love that. Man, that's well put, and I agree. And I, you said something that is really highlighted in your, in your expression, and I maybe want to encourage some people listening today. It actually alludes to our chapter that we're about to get into, too. But you said people come for one thing, to minister to the Lord. And see, you don't have to have the word pastor in front of your name. You don't have to have a microphone or be on a stage to have a ministry to the Lord. In fact, we all have a ministry to the Lord. To minister means to serve. And so we are all serving what God loves and delights in. The will of the Lord for us is he created us to worship him, to enjoy communion and fellowship and relationship with him in a gathering of of family, uh, to sit at his feet and hear his voice and respond to his love. And so... Your ministry before anything else is first and foremost to the Lord. This is like number one. Mm -hmm. This is what we have breath in our lungs to do. And that's why we sing it's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise to you only, which will also be on the set list that night. Spoiler alert. (laughs) But I love that you said that. You said minister to the Lord. We're going to get into the chapter. You need to see that phrase. So uh, look for that when we start reading it. We're in 1 Samuel chapter 3 today. And we're going to split this chapter up. Ladies first, always. Chivalry's not dead, so I'd love if you'd read first for us. What translation are you reading today, Amanda? Uh, The New Living Translation. Perfect. Uh, If you wouldn't mind reading through the first 10 verses, and then I can pick up at verse 11, and I say unto you, read, ma'am. You got it. So, meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Now, in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare, and visions were quite uncommon. One night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Suddenly, the Lord called out, Samuel. Yes, Samuel replied, what is it? He got up and ran to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, Eli replied. Go back to bed. So he did. Then the Lord called out again, Samuel. Again, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, my son, Eli said. Go back to bed. Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. So the Lord called a third time, and once more Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, go and lie down again. And if someone calls again, say, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed. And the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, Speak, your servant is listening. I love it. Verse 11, Then the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do something in Israel 
in which both ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. In that day I will perform against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. For I have told them that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knows, because his sons made themselves vile, and he did not restrain them. And therefore I have sworn to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be atoned for by sacrifice or offering forever. So Samuel lay down until morning, and opened the doors of the house of the Lord. And Samuel was afraid to tell Eli the vision. Then Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son. He answered, Here I am. And he said, What is the word that the Lord spoke to you? Please do not hide it from me. God, do so to you, and more also, if you hide anything from me, all of the things that he said to you. Then Samuel told him everything, and hid nothing from him. And he said, It is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. And so Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, knew that Samuel had been established as a prophet of the Lord. Then the Lord appeared again in Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. Amen. Wow. I, um, I'm really excited to kind of get into this chapter and some things stuck out to me, but I really just want to kick it off to you first, Amanda. What, when you read this, man, what did the Lord highlight? Well, actually, um, speaking of highlight, I had uh, the part you had me read, uh, the verses 1 through 10, was actually already highlighted nice. <laughs> um, on, my, on my Bible, on my phone. And um, I was like, oh, yeah, the Lord has talked to me a lot through this portion of Scripture because just from straight out the gate, verse 1, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Mm. Um, and so that spoke to me strongly, mostly because of what I do. I am an assistant in many ways to lots of people and lots of things <laughs> to the house of the Lord. Understatement of the week. <laughs> um, an administrator, you know, ho- however you want to look at that. Um, I'm also a worship leader, but my nine to five function a lot of times is administrative. And so um, seeing the idea that he was serving the Lord by assisting Eli. Yeah. Um, and so it just is a constant encouragement for me that in assisting somebody else, right? So somebody else who might be doing varying things that are different than you, um, that you might look at that person and go, oh, well, they're the one serving the Lord. Like they're the one doing the things I'm just doing the, you know, details or the minutiae or whatever, but they're the ones with the ministry. They're the ones yeah. with the things. That's not what the scripture is saying here. Like we see a little bit later that he hadn't even heard the voice of the Lord before himself. But the portion of scripture opens with he was serving the Lord, right? So um, just a reminder to, for anybody listening right now, if you are not the person, if you're not the girl, the woman, the man, or whatever, um, and you're serving somebody else that maybe you feel like they are the one, please know that you are serving the Lord, You're not serving a man. You are serving the Lord. Um, And to be encouraged because actually what you see in this section of Scripture is almost like a changing of the guard, so to speak. So the word of the Lord wasn't coming to Eli anymore. God was calling Samuel out, right? And in his first experience, he kept running to the person who's supposed to be the one, right? Like he kept 
running back, Eli, hey, what's up? Like, I'm serving you. Like, hey, you're calling me. And Eli basically is like, nah, dude. Like, <laughs> was to me. Put it, to put it really <laughs> plain, I don't think it's me. I think it's the Lord. Um, try it one more time. And so to even be patient with yourself in that process, if the Lord is calling you out or, or um, speaking to you about things, um, take that to your leaders. Take it to the people. I think that's healthy um, because— it does. I mean, it doesn't look too good for Eli in this one, no. and that's not going to be everybody's story. So, don't, right. that's not what I'm saying. But in many respects, it is um, a really good picture of what it looks like for the Lord to affirm that yes, you are actually serving me. Right. Yeah. So, the Lord saw Samuel in that and was um, spoke right to him. And yeah. in that same thing, it says that same first verse. It says that messages from the Lord were very rare. And visions were quite uncommon. And so the Lord chose a rare, this is the other thing I love, a yeah. rarity, the way that he spoke in vision and in, in with like an audible voice because it made him get up out of bed, right? Like that was a rare way to do it. Yes. He spoke to Samuel that way, which yes. is so special, right? Like, yes. so, and again, it just reminds me that the Lord sees. That's mm. like one of the names of the Lord. He's the God who sees. And so he sees Samuel, he's calling him out by name. And then when he finally gets it, he says his name twice, Samuel, Samuel. Yeah. Which you know, that happens in the in the New Testament to some to some other guy, right? Doesn't like Jesus show up and he's like Saul, Saul. Saul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he so persecute anyway. me, man. That's good. What so, a great you know. That's so much great encouragement for us on how to relate to God, how to see when God is moving and not box Him in. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many beautiful things you brought out there. So I just want to kind of lean into the few of those that you already brought out, Amanda. I love that. Um, you talked about the rarity of the voice of God in these days, and yet he did something super rare in speaking to Samuel audibly, a person who didn't have a lot of personal revelation of God. It said in verse 7, he didn't yet as, uh, now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. Super special. Not not only that, but look at verse 1. Now the boy, Samuel, mm-hmm. a child. Yep. I love when God messes with my ideologies of how he should always move or speak. Yep. Um, so when I say love, love has an asterisk by it. Sometimes it bothers me because I start to go, <laughs> why did you change it up on me? God, I got, I had this box. Mm-hmm. I had this thing figured out. Mm-hmm. This is how the service goes. This is how, you know, you move. And God's like, listen, I am outside of time. I am outside of your boxes. Um, please don't, please don't limit me. I am, in, I am infinite. I am limitless. And yeah. I might move in a way that might surprise you. So be listening and be ready. And I think it's so cool uh, to, you know, to kind of be reminded again of just the the specialness of this. and. God loves to do things that are special and new and rare. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that he honored a boy here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've always said here at East Coast that children did not get a junior Holy Spirit. We Come value on. children. And that's part of our legacy and our vision as a church to build a life-giving church that lasts. I was a boy here. And they let me hang the letters on the marquee of this church building that would tell the rest of this community what the sermon was going to be about and what time to come to church. And this little boy got to be welcomed and honored in God's house and valued for what I could contribute. And they trusted me to lead an usher team at 15. Mm -hmm. They trusted me to lead worship at 17. I go, what in the world? I'm looking at the booth over here and I see this young man, Nick, who just turned 22 last week. And, you know, I was there at his wedding and, but I've seen him from a boy being valued and honored and hear God speak to and through his ministry. And he's speaking through it right now, even though he's not talking in the mic. He's actually shepherding this whole program happening right now. He runs Morning Breath on a lot of levels. And so what an awesome reminder, too, to see how God loves to move through children, through little boys, little girls. Yeah. Jesus honored them mm-hmm. when they were when he was coming into Jerusalem and they were shouting Hosanna and all the critics were like, 
tell these kids to be quiet. And he goes, oh, haven't you read? Haven't you mm-hmm. read scripture? Do you read your Bible, bro? Psalm 82. <laughs> Out of the mouths of babes and infants, he has ordained strength yep. because of his enemies to silence the enemy and the avenger. And so what a special way for God to move. And I, I really love that you said this, Amanda. Uh, as unto Eli, he was actually serving the Lord. And it made me think of uh, a story. I call him Target Cart Guy. All right. <laughs> okay. So here's the story of Target Cart Guy. And it's a reminder of every one of us who works or serves anyone or anything. You could be a stay-at-home mom. You don't just serve your family. That's, that's tier two. You always serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, that's your undercover boss. Yeah. In every role that you find yourself, volunteer or paid, staff or dream team or whatever, we're actually ministering to the Lord. We're created first and foremost to minister to him. And so Target Cart Guy, let me tell you the story. I was in the, in the parking lot of Target. This has probably been a long time. My memory does not work as well at 41 as it did at 31, but I'm going to guess maybe five, 10 years ago. Um, I saw this guy bringing carts in, which is not a fun job. People are pretty rude with the way they leave their mm-hmm. carts. No, I mean, we can all say we've seen those carts that don't go back where they belong. And you're like, man, why did they do that? So he's gathering carts. I greet him. I love to greet people. I said, hey, how you doing? He said, I'm blessed. How are you doing? With a big smile. I'm like, this guy's enjoying his job a little too much for just, you know, somebody <laughs> putting carts away. Mm-hmm. Something must be going on here. And I said, I'm doing blessed too. Thank you. And, um, and I can't remember what else happened, but it got to the point where I said, you're doing a great job. Because I just was like, thank you. When you get great service mm-hmm. and excellence in life and good attitude, it means the world. And he goes, that's because I'm not working for a man. And I said, oh, I know who you're talking about. You work for the Lord. And he nodded his head and he smiled at me. See, here is a guy doing a job that probably stinks on a lot of mm-hmm. levels, being super honoring to every person who negligently did not put their cart where it goes. Right saying, I'm not just cleaning up people's mess. I'm actually ministering to people, but really ministering to the Lord. Jesus said, as much as you've done to the least of these, my brethren, you've done unto me. And we can't forget that the way we treat people and the way we serve people and the way we work for people, bosses, coworkers alike, God receives it as unto him. And that's a sobering thing. I can think of Mm -hmm. times I've been shorter than I wanted to be or more stressed or in a hurry than I wanted to be. And I'm like, man, I got to remember my undercover boss is always watching. And so what a great reminder that that Samuel was ministering to the Lord, but he maybe didn't even realize it. He just thought it was for a man. Yeah. Don't ever um, underestimate your ministry to the Lord in any role that he puts you in. Yeah, that's good. That's really good, Amanda. What else stuck out to you? Anything else? Hey, okay. Um, yeah, lots of things. Um, <laughs> so I'll just, I'll just, I'll hit you with one more really, really quick. I think the part that, um, the other part that stuck out to me was the way that Eli in in some respects, you could interpret it as Eli submitted himself to Samuel now. So yeah. you almost see a, a role reversal situation where Eli comes back and he's like, hey, what did the Lord say to you? Tell me. Which that tells me as the reader that the Lord didn't share with Eli what he shared with Samuel. Yeah. Right? And so here you have a situation where, you know, the apprentice, so to speak, the, the young one, the boy— is getting to hear from God himself, um, and the person that was that man is now not, right? So you're seeing like a, a, a mantle shift, if you will, like a yeah. passing of the torch, like there's all kinds of euphemisms for that. But essentially, he comes back to this boy, and he's like, tell me. And then he acquiesces to it. He's like, well, let him do what he thinks is best, right? And then after that, you don't hear about Eli anymore. Now you right. hear about Samuel. And so essentially, and the news that, and this is the other thing, Samuel's first message from the Lord 
was an intense one. Oh my goodness. Right. It was a it was a word that he had to deliver to the person that he had been working for, that he had been serving, and tell him this is what the Lord has said and be bold and yeah. be honest. Yeah. And in many respects, I I feel like he showed the Lord, you can trust me with what you say. Because wow. I'm going to follow through, I'm going to deliver, I'm right. going to be the mouthpiece of God, right? Like he's a prophet at this point, right? Delivering the words of God on God's behalf. And so quite literally showing that he could do the thing that God was saying, hey, now this is what you're going to do. And then it goes on to talk about, hey, now in all Israel, people knew that Samuel was confirmed as a prophet of the Lord because yeah. the things that he was was saying were right and That's were right. honest and were true. and. It's not a good thing. <laughs> no, it's a hard. That's a hard I word mean, to deliver. Yeah, that's not. A, I should say it's not. It's not a good word. One that is kind of judging in yeah. some respects, yeah. but it was a true word, yeah. and it was an honest one, right? And that's hard. Um, and so, in some respects, doing hard things for the Lord that stuck out to me. That like his first thing wasn't an easy thing. His first yeah. thing was a hard thing, and probably an emotional thing. Like, this is a guy, like, I'm sleeping in the house of the Lord, working for this man. Like, I'm, I'm doing all the things that I know to do. And now I'm having to look at him in his face and tell him the Lord isn't with you anymore. Yeah. Like, you, you, your sons have blasphemed him and you didn't punish them like you were supposed to. And like, just reading his mail, so to speak, and calling yeah. him out to, on the carpet, yeah. calling, calling him on the carpet, whatever. That's right. You know, like, that's not easy to look Whew. up and, and, uh, deliver for the Lord up, um, especially knowing that pretty much we don't see Eli anymore after this, right? So yeah. the Lord done did what he said he was going to do. Yeah. Um, so that's that's tough. And so, but to me, it it, it is a, a comforting thing to know that um, it's an example to us that when the Lord calls you to a thing, it doesn't always mean, even if you're young, that the first thing he calls you to is going to be an insignificant thing. Mm -hmm. The first thing he calls you to might be huge and might be big and it might be scary, but you can do it, right? Yeah. Like this culturally as well for him to do that to like to Eli, like, yeah. like in the day, right? Like you didn't speak to people that way. You didn't talk to your elders that way. You didn't yeah. like, but I, I loved Eli's response. Basically, he humbled himself to it as well. I agree. So. You know, I love that he, he, what it shows too is that he treasured the voice of God um, and he gave Samuel a safe place. He said, I want you to tell me everything God said. Don't withhold mm -hmm. a word. In fact, like he actually helped Samuel see that the voice of God and what he says is so incredibly important that yeah. I'm going to put a, a judgment on you if you don't tell me what he said. Yes. Like, I actually love that he, uh, he provided a platform for Samuel to actually share truth, which again speaks to his humility, mm -hmm. despite the fact that he wasn't near the ark, he was laying in his place, wherever that, his place was. It wasn't near the ark like Samuel's was. And it made me think too, like, you know, maybe, maybe sometimes we can backslide uh, and shift because we're not dwelling near the ark, which represents the presence of God. But he knew he needed to hear the voice of the Lord. And like you said, through a boy. Mm -hmm. He submitted to it. And in fact, even though it was an uncomfortable word, he said, so be it unto me. Yep. What an amazing place to be. We must treasure the words of God. They are everything we need in life. Speaking of which, we need to take a quick break. So a few words from some of our friends and family. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, 
Coco and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. Mark your calendars for Overlook Ministries' first concert fundraiser on June 25th. The event starts at 6 p.m. with food trucks, tours of their residential treatment house, and a concert that starts at 7, led by East Coast Christian Center's worship pastor, Chris Johnson. Come be a part of saving men's lives and restoring families. Mothers want their sons back, wives are missing their husbands, and children want their daddies home. Find more information and location of the event through Facebook by searching Overlook Ministries or you can go to www.overlookministries.com. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29 seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden, assisted living facility located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved ones are safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. Hey, wow. It's almost like we're musical or something. (laughs) That's fun. Welcome back. It's been great to hear the voice of the Lord today in 1 Samuel 3 and really have loved what you've uh, led us into in the conversation, Amanda. As we close out, what kind of you know, highlights or, or final thoughts would you like to share? Maybe you can even pray us out today. Sure. So uh, verse 19, part that sticks out is, it says that the Lord was with him. 
Mm. And that is a needed reminder. Come on. Um, Whatever he's calling you to, if it's something new, if it's something fresh, if it's the same old, same old, the Lord is with you as you're growing in it, as you're doing it, as you're working hard and serving him, he's with you. So just be encouraged today. The Lord is with you. He sees you. He sees your work. He loves it. Um, and with that, I'm just going to pray over us. God, Amen. thank you for being the God who sees. Yes, Lord. Um, and thank you that we get to serve you. Um, it's an honor and a yes, privilege Jesus. to get to serve you. We would rather be doing that than, than doing it for men or for ourselves or for anything else because you're God and you're good. Yes. And, and, and the reward of your goodness back to us is unmatched by anything mm-hmm. that this earth has to offer. And so we just bless your name this morning, God, or this afternoon, wherever you are and you're listening to this right now, we just bless the name of the Lord yes. um, and we worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks so much, Amanda. Phenomenal job. God bless you, Morning Breath fam. We'll see you next time. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.